Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team go to the top of the fifth inning it's miami one it's chicago one and uh, it is a pleasure to be joined inside the broadcast booth here in the fifth inning by a two-time world series champion as patrick wisdom watches a pitch that floats outside ball one most notably back in 2003 for many of our listeners down here in south florida is the great mike lowell mike how you doing i'm doing great thanks for having me well we appreciate you stopping by and there's a called strike on patrick wisdom uh, the Marlins are 2-0 in these teal tops and bottoms this season. I know it looks a little bit different than when you played, but uh, something special about these uniforms and this look as the count's 2-1. Yeah. What's that? What kind of memories that comes back well, here? it brings back good ones, you know, because at the beginning, what I first remember is how heavy they were. When, <laughs> when dry fits came out, I was like, oh, these are great. So I know the guys struggle a little bit. Here's a line drive down the left field line. That's a foul ball by a couple of feet. Because uh, the weight is definitely different, but, you know, the – like you mentioned, Kyle, this is nice. AC with a covered top. You know, when you're sweating in the summer, it could get a little dicey. But it does bring back good memories. You know, I, I think we struggled a lot as a young team, you know, basically in the early 2000s. So that, that 2003 group, especially that infield that was together for about four or five years, to be able to do something uh, as a group and reach, you know, obviously the pinnacle of what you shoot for in spring training was, was really special for me. Tell our listeners uh, what you're up to these days. Well, I'm uh, hopefully a influential coach at the high school level. I'm sure uh, you are. <laughs> uh, my son is a senior at Westminster Christian, awesome. so they, get, they have a nice baseball program there. And you know, that's a good age. They're hungry. They want to. They have. They want to know a lot of a lot of things. They ask a lot of questions. And uh, I still work with MLB Network. I go there about once a month for a few days, and nice. I love it. Yeah, it keeps me in the loop. You know, the the game actually. You know, it's changed so much that I think I'd be lost a little bit if yeah. I wasn't if I wasn't in tune. Here's a ball in the air into the alley in right center field. Jazz Chisholm Jr. runs it down for out number two here in the top of the fifth inning after Patrick Wisdom swung and missed at a slider. So quickly two outs for Jesus Lazardo. As a dad, they always say it's more nerve-wracking watching your kids than it was playing. Is it true for you as well? Yeah, a little bit. I think I think more for for how they're going to react emotionally like mm. I, I, i'm i'm pretty good about understanding that it's a high school game the world's not coming to an end but i think you fear more that if they don't do well they feel like they're letting their friends down and you know you want right. you want your kid to feel good that he's a contributor like anyone else but um my wife definitely she can't even watch my son pick right? <laughs> yeah. I, tell her, I tell her what'd you do in the world series she's like you're an adult i don't care about you <laughs> i was like what <laughs> So I get a kick out of that one. There's the 1-1 pitch to Nelson Velasquez. Moms always want their kids to do well. That's right. Whereas we as dads, we know there's going to be some adversity. 
yeah. we know, but moms don't want to see that. They don't. They never want to see their baby struggle in anything. You know, I, I'm with you. Right? That's a, that's a that's a great point. I'm gonna start using that. That's right. <laughs> Count is one ball and two strikes on Nelson Velasquez. Top of the fifth inning. Nobody on and two out. Here's a ball that's hit foul back to the screen. If uh, we run out of time here in the fifth, Michael asking the bottom of the fifth, but everybody when they go back to 2003 obviously wants to go back to Chicago that fateful night in October and the World Series run as the one-two pitch to Nelson Velasquez runs low but when you think big picture 2003 what do you think of from that team in particular? Well, looking back how complete it was, mm. you know, I think one of the things that um, was very underrated for our team was our athleticism and our defense and I, and I think we knew we had good pitch, we knew we had good pitching talent because, you know, Brad Penny threw 97. Josh Beckett was an ace in the future. A.J. Burnett actually had Tommy John. We lost him for the whole year. We got a huge, you know, influx of emotion out of Dontrell Willis when he came up. And Miguel Cabrera was a stud at 20. So um, we, we just, you know, up the middle, you know, Castillo and Gonzalez with Pudge and Juan Pierre. Like, we were really solid. And we will continue. Let's continue. Yeah, let's bottom. do that. Velasquez swings and misses. It's a perfect top of the fifth inning for Jesus Lazardo. Again, it is a pleasure to be joined tonight in the broadcast booth here in the fifth inning by 2003 and 2007 World Series champion Mike Lowell, who makes home down here in South Florida. There's a pitch that runs inside on Segura, and the count is 2-0. and So we uh, talked about you and your boy playing some high school ball and some of these fond 2003 memories. What's it like to get back out to the ballpark these days oh, and see some of the guys? I love it. You know what? You know, I, I think now most of my ex-teammates that are still in the game, they're now management, staff, you know, they're, <laughs> they're the old Grizzly guys. You know, I played with David Ross. Yeah. You know, I played against John Jay and, you know, guys like Mike Redman, you know, that they just, a lot of guys stay in the game. A lot of Marlins guys have stayed in the game. Kevin Millar, Kevin, Ryan Dempster. You know, it's good. I, we, we had a good group of, of baseball guys, and I think that's a big deal. There's a ground ball to the left side. Wisdom slides to his left, picks himself up to his feet, and he throws out Segura for the first out here in the fifth. You know, you brought up one guy that is still playing. That's Miguel Cabrera. Two questions. When he came up in 2003, did you think that he would be as good as he turned out to be? Because you had a chance to play against him when you went to the Boston Red Sox. Well, I, I knew he was good because we signed him at 16. He took batting practice with <laughs> us, and I was like, wow, 16, that's pretty impressive. I knew there was something to be special when his first hit in the big leagues. Now, we're talking the old Dolphin Stadium, and his first hit is a walk-off home run just left of center where it's about 423. A bomb. And, I, and when he hit that, I said, wow, this kid at 20 years old did something I've never done in batting practice. Ooh. And I was like, this it's, this is crazy. You no, know, so line drive to third. It's picked off by wisdom. He's always had that ability to just the ball jumps a little different. He can let he waits. It seems like he he was manipulating at bats at twenty and 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 chasing pitches and just doing it with a almost dictating what the pitcher was going to throw. And I found that so accelerated for his age that he just kept doing it for twenty years. You know, as he could I have predicted? Hey, sure foul. Sure, surefire first ballot Hall of Famer. Man, that's tough, but a pretty good talent. You saw there was something special for Here's sure. Here's a line drive to right field. It's picked off out there by Seiya Suzuki. Mike, can we keep you around for like 90 more seconds in yeah, the six by chance? Yeah, Holy cow. It. All right, 1 1 will go to the. Hey! Mike, I know a lot of guys get asked this a lot, but I'm curious as your kids start to grow up and maybe get through high school and they get a little bit older. Are you at all interested in getting back into the game in more of a regular capacity or no? Um, interest, yes. Um, I've just noticed, 
especially doing my MLB Network stuff, it's really turned into a 12-month-a-year job. Yeah. You know, I still remember in 06, we, we didn't make the playoffs, and Tito Francona, our manager, was like, all right, guys, I'll see you in February. I'm going to take it easy, probably go to organi organizational meetings in January and get ready to go. Alex Cora is one of my best friends, and I think three days after the season, he's going to the Dominican to see what the prospects, like like the analytics and everything, and it, and it works. I get it. So I don't know if I've enjoyed my freedom too much. Yeah. But, yes, I would like to be, I, I love being on the field. Like, when I'm working with these kids, I, I'd rather hit a fungal than read a sheet. You know, so yeah. um, I do enjoy the grind. I think I appreciate the grind that the guys go through day in, day out. Here's Talk about the, uh, the the new rules. I mean, the, the, the pitch clock and the bigger bases and some of that. Have you enjoyed watching this brand of baseball? I was a little skeptical, to be honest with you, at first, and and I'm, I'm really buying in. I, I do think the action is packed into less time. I think that's good for the viewer. I think in the seventh inning, it almost feels like it's a, a little uncomfortably fast. You know, there's there's yep. some big pitches, and I don't think five extra seconds would kill, like, a hitter. He's got to think a little bit, and a pitcher's got to think a little bit. And sometimes in that inning, that pitcher might be at 94 pitches, and you, you, need, to, you need to take a breath every once in a while. You know, to have a hitter step in in eight seconds to make eye contact, I think sometimes is a little bit quick. But I, I think the league is allowing – for tweaks, you know, I, I, they're going to pull the players and see. But yeah. overall, I think they've been a big success. I like the stolen bases. I like that we're coming back to a little bit more of the game you play. Well, not only that, that you value guys that put the ball in play. Before we went through a little stretch of four or five, the strikeout didn't matter. The strikeouts do matter yeah. because there are outs that are that are productive. And every time a team gets it to the World Series, everyone says they strike out in the bottom third, the bottom fifth, the bottom t five percent. I said, wow, there has to be some value in that. If you don't strike out and put the ball in play and you keep winning ball games, there's so something's being being done correctly. So we'll get there. I do love the no shift. I think that's my favorite one because you can put unathletic people in the infield <laughs> and get away with it. And I, I right. like seeing guys. Like, I like seeing Arise and see how much range he has. I like seeing someone like Dansby Swanson who plays an excellent shortstop. You know, I like seeing the athletic guys play in the premium positions. Count is full on Dansby Swanson. Nobody on one out top of the sixth inning. This is a 1-1 ball game tonight between the Marlins and the Cubs. Here's a fastball that runs inside, and that's a one-out walk issued to Dansby Swanson. You know, you talk about this being a 12-month out-of-the-year job now. Talk about somebody like Terry Francona, who obviously you are very, very familiar with. And um, I wonder if that is in part why he continues to go at this for so long, too. Maybe he can decompress a little bit in the offseason. Well, I, I tell you, he's a guy who eats, drinks, and just loves being at the field. Yeah. You know, even when he was going through a little bit of his of health health things with his knees and stuff, uh, you know, you reach out to him, he's like, can't wait to get back on the field. He's like, wow, you know, even when, even when he's banged up a little, he's looking forward to being on the field. So... I think he's one of those rare breeds that if you told him he had to be there 24 hours a day, seven days a week, he wouldn't mind. He, he really enjoys it. And I think of all the managers I played with, and, you know, I had a lot of good ones here in Florida. He was the one that did the best of, of allowing guys to be themselves in a market that was hard. Because, you know, in Boston, there's so many media outlets. Everyone's trying to be original. And sometimes original isn't always the kindest uh, format to go at. So when they're trying to nitpick and you still had guys that really appreciated what he did as a manager having your back um, I think that goes a long way I think uh, Francona did something that mo most managers did back then but they don't do a whole lot of that now I mean, he got to the ballpark early played cards with you and Pedroia and all the other guys that were on the team 
That there's was a, the kind of manager he was. There's a ground ball to left field. The base hit for Ian Happ. So there's two aboard with one out here at the top of the sixth inning. And the batter is going to be Seiya Suzuki. Rod, you make a great point because even though you can play cards with him, you still understood there was a separation that he's the manager and you're the player. Right. And even in my career, you know, after my one of my hip surgeries, I felt like I was getting better. And, you know, they made a trade and, and my playing time was going to be reduced my last year. And, and he called me in. He said, this is what it is. And, you know, even though it wasn't the best news for me, I preferred him being honest instead of not not telling me, you know, man to man of what the game plan was and saying, oh, you know, he could play it off as, hey, upper management makes the trades. I don't really make the trade, you know. So I, I just appreciate that as a human being and someone that goes about his business. So he, he has that unique ability to let you know I'm your buddy. I'm still the manager of the team. Right. Here's the 0-1 pitch to Seiya Suzuki. It's punch foul back to the screen. So, again, 1-1, top of the sixth inning. First and second with one out. Suzuki's batting. The count is nothing and two. You say, Mike, you like being on the field and teaching. When you're sitting at home, you're watching a game on the tube, do you like trying to follow it as you would a manager? Or do you like teaching? He's critiquing us all day long, Kyle. 0-2 pitch. You said, <laughs> no. Bob, you know, do you think hey. about managing or is it more teaching and being out there with the guys? Um, I, I, I believe that I think you need to learn almost like if you're going to run a McDonald's, you need to learn how to flip burgers before you know the, the cash sure. dollars, you know? So I I think if I would go into a track, yes, I think I would like to manage. Cool. But I know I don't, I'm not well-versed in handling a bullpen because during my career, I don't know what it means to call a guy and he gets hot twice and I don't need him. I don't know that effect. So I, I would need a pitching coach that I could really lean on. You know, I, I feel like I understand that. I wouldn't be opposed to being, you know, a first base coach or third base to work with the infielders, help out the hitters, right. the mental part. You know, I'm not there to take any hitting coach's job away. I don't want their job. They, they spend way too much time in the cage. But um, I, I think it's a little bit of a mix. I, I do look at it as, man, who, who do I have in the pen? I just don't I don't follow each team enough to say, hey, I know their lefty right. pitched the last two days. Hey, day three, I know I don't have them. The 0-2 pitch is hit to third, could be two. Segura to second for one. Throw to first nice. in time and a double play. Arise just got upended by Happ at second base. Everybody appears to be okay, and the inning is over. Mike Lowell, a world champion. We thank you for stopping by, and hopefully we'll see you more around here soon. You got okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.